0: Begins with this gate
1: drop. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the Power to the Ground podcast. I am Steve, joined as always by Jesse. What's going on, man? I'm doing it to it, man. Awesome. We got a. Uh... Uh, happy birthday, by the way. It is a, the Marine Corps birthday, so all going to be devil doing, dogs out there, right? If you were uh, if you were a Marine like us, then happy birthday to you. It is it is that day, but a um, little bit of a shorter shorter episode today. But before we get into that, let's just uh, let's do some plugs. What's up, guys? Steve here. Thanks for listening to the Power to the Ground podcast, the dirt bike podcast that looks to revolutionize the media in motocross and supercross. We upload the podcast every Sunday at four, and you can listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also check us out at www.powerthenumber2theground.com where you can find merch, giveaways and exclusive web content. And if you want to join the conversation on Facebook, you can take part in weekly polls and don't forget to share with all of your rider buddies. Now, back to the podcast. So today I think uh, we talked about um, for a few reasons we're going to it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, we're not going to get quite as into the weeds as, as we normally do. I mean, first of all, both of us have to go to a, uh, a memorial service for an old friend, uh, this afternoon. So we're recording this in the morning. Um, we want to make sure we, we have time for that. Um, but also, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about just a lot of, a myriad of subjects. And I think today we kind of wanted to take a step back a little bit and talk about, you know, a little bit of meta, like the, the podcast itself and some, some things that, um, we're looking to do and what we're really all about and uh, you know definitely had some eye-opening experiences for myself personally as regards to the podcast over the course of the past week so um, I definitely wanted to get into a little bit of that and just kind of keep things nice and simple and short and just look to the future today
0: yeah definitely um, I've had some eye-opening experiences over the last week too, uh, in in regards to the, it was basically in regards to the poll that we put out there, the two stroke versus four stroke, if you were to get a 2020 ride in supercross, um, and it was fully to do with the, uh, the back and forths that I had with people in the comment sections on these. So yeah, it's definitely, this has been an interesting ride and uh, I think re, uh, taking a step back here. For, for this week and letting you guys know like what what we're actually about, what we plan on doing, where we're going with this uh, is really important. So, uh, so yeah, where do you what, want to start?
1: Well, we're going to start. Well, So we'll recap the poll real quick, you know, kind of do that. Um, so like you said, it was uh, if you were given a ride in the 2020 Supercross season, would you choose a two-stroke or a four-stroke? Uh, 54% of people – um, incorrectly chose to shop. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. So 54% of people went with uh, two stroke, um, which was pretty tight. You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty close to a 50, 50 split. Um, which to really to me is not surprising. Uh, I think some of the some of the two-stroke diehards are a little bit more vocal a lot of times when Agreed. it comes to this stuff. So it felt like it might be a little bit more skewed that way. But no, it's 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 pretty even, and I think people understand that the pros ride four-strokes for a reason, and if money is a part of that reason, then then so be it so and, and don't worry guys we're not getting into the 2 versus 4 stroke conversation today that's not what today's about we just wanted to recap this poll and um
0: <clears throat> we'll probably tackle it at some point but yeah we're just we're just doing a recap here
1: uh, yeah and i think just um <clears throat> it was really actually interesting to see the four strokes uh <clears throat> choices have have a strong showing Again, based on every conversation I've ever had with somebody who's been into the sport for a long time, just felt like they were two-stroke, 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 two-stroke. And um, this poll didn't necessarily reflect what I thought that would be.
0: Yeah, well, I think it was the way that the the question was posed. It wasn't just, uh, which is better, two-stroke or four-stroke?
1: And it wasn't just a, what if you could buy a bike tomorrow, what would you buy? Right. Yeah, it was a very specific, and I think that's important. Because, again, there's a reason
0: that the pros are on four strokes. Right. Some of it's money, <laughs> right. of course. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, there were, there were some, some comments that were, that were dropped that did give me a little bit of insight into why the two strokes probably won this one. Um, and I think it, it did have to do with a lack of um, information that I put into the, uh, into the question. Um, I think the, uh, there was quite a few comments in there that said, well, I'm just going to go out there and crash anyway, So I'm going to crash on something that I'm comfortable with. So I'm going to be <laughs> on a two stroke. And then somebody said, you know, there, there are really only 10 to 20 guys who can go out there in the world who can go out there and compete on a, on a, uh, you know, week in week out basis. And I responded to that and I said, you know what, you're. You're absolutely right about this, and I guess I should have given some more information um, when qualifying this this poll, Um, because in my mind, I was asking the question as if they were one of those ten to twenty guys,
1: right? If they had that kind of competitive skill, right?
0: Not just you know Joe Schmo, you know some Kawasaki Monster Energy Kawasaki comes up to Joe Schmo and says, "You know what? We're feeling really charitable today." Would you like to ride in the 2020 Supercross season?
1: Yeah, I mean, some of these times, sometimes it's tough to get the uh, the point across in these polls and with, with so many words. You know, we had to set up a lot of qualifiers and things like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, we basically just asked two stroke versus four stroke with a certain qualifier that could have used other qualifiers. So that's that is probably why two stroke ended up you know winning out on that. Right. Um, had some really great discussions. Through that poll and through um, you know the posts of our podcast clips with some some uh, some fans and some uh, you know diehards and motocross that really kind of gave me some perspective as somebody who is not on a bike every weekend, right. somebody who's not maintaining a bike every weekend, somebody who's not competing uh, you know in any races or anything. So getting to have those discussions um to see those kind of perspectives from other people um it was definitely eye-opening and i i mean i gotta say i i still have a lot of research to do and i still have a lot of learning to do about this sport i'm fully willing to acknowledge that um i love it i'm a huge fan i can break down styles and you know we can talk about this rider versus that rider and who's better and all that stuff but you know i would like to get into a little bit deep a little bit deeper into some of the the nitty-gritty of this sport when it comes to the bikes themselves and you know, techniques and all this other stuff. So, you know, we're definitely not complete noobs at this, but there's, I, I acknowledge there's a lot I have to learn about this sport and I'm excited to learn it while I'm doing this podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, shout out to Cody, by the way, thanks a lot for, for going back and forth with both Steve and I, um, Cody had, Cody had some great points, um, that we talked out on the Facebook page, um, And I think for the most part, uh, both uh, Cody and you and I uh, were pretty much on the same page. I think we were just kind of clearing out some of the details. Yeah. Um, But thank you very much, Cody, for if you're listening to this. Thank you very much for for going at it with us and making sure. uh, First of all, the interaction started with Cody because um, he called me out. I was, as you guys know, I was sick last week and Cody called me out for saying that Adam Ciancirulo had never ridden a two stroke. I apologize. I was not thinking of Adam Ciancirulo and I said it to Cody in comment form. It's in black and white if you guys want to smack me with it. <laughs> I don't know why I said Adam Ciancirulo Well, you were
1: sick as balls last night.
0: <laughs> but for some reason AC's mouth just or AC's name just fell out of my mouth. Um I, I do know that Adam Ciancerula has ridden a two-stroke. I was thinking of
1: there was a writer uh, at the Red Bull Straight Rhythm straight who rhythm. said I've never
0: right. ridden a two-stroke, and I have I haven't had a chance to look back at Straight Rhythm to figure out who it was. But the kid said um, I, I I'm I think I'm a little bit too young. I hadn't grown. I didn't come up in the the two-stroke era, so I've never actually ridden one before. I started practicing for Straight Rhythm. So if any of you guys know who that is, um, feel free. DM us on, uh, on Facebook or Instagram and let us know who it was. Um, if not, I'm going to watch back straight rhythm and, uh, figure out who it was and, and I'll put a, you know, I'll, I'll put a screen grab of it up on the Facebook page so we can talk about it.
1: Yeah. Um, so on that note, you know, we, we, <coughs> we talked a little bit, uh, you know, kind of about one acknowledging that, you know, we're still learning and still kind of, you know, growing as far as our knowledge of the sport goes, um, with that comes kind of the, the mission of this podcast, you know, and I know we've talked about when we started, it was, we're a couple of friends who like talking about stuff. So why not record it and put it out there? But I think at, Oh, you know, the course pass of the course of the past four months, (laughs) I guess it's my turn to be a little bit brain dead today. Um, over the course of the past four months, we've kind of, started to shift that that focus a little bit going from a real casual kind of just conversation to and the reason so the reason for that shift is that we started to um look at the media surrounding our sport right um as research for the podcast and as we're watching things we realized this sucks yeah this coverage sucks the way this media handles this sport is not good and we kind of looked at each other and said can we do this better? Cause (laughs) I think we can do this better. And, and so that has kind of shifted our mission a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really where it came down to. And and it was never, it wasn't really a a revelation that we hadn't had before that the media sucked. I mean, anybody, we've been saying it for years. (laughs) Anybody who's watched a motocross or supercross race knows that, you know, you're, you're, trying to figure out who who's making the pass for first place and for some reason the cameras are focused on somebody in 12th. And you're like, "What are you doing? There's a battle up front right now. That's the more important thing. That's what should be." And I'm watching somebody who's in 12th who happens to be who the guys are talking about, the the commentators are talking about for whatever reason. And he's not even battling anybody for Eleventh or thirteenth, right? He's just riding his slow little pace back there in twelve or thirteenth, and you know,
1: um, I did notice when we talked about the media and a few polls, you know, some of the some of the commentators' names got thrown out there, yeah. as, you know, being less than stellar. And I, I don't know that the commentation itself is something I have an issue with. I the play think by
0: play, I do. It, yeah, the um, color the color guys, those guys are they're they're necessary. You know, people like Carmichael who have who have an insight to the sport from the gobs pro of experience, side. Yeah. right? Those, those people are necessary and you can see the other sports, you know, there's, there's people who are, who are considered color guys who aren't necessarily pro commentators, but they have a good play by play guy to keep them on pace.
1: And that, and that's fair. Um, I, Ricky's growing on me a little bit. He was terrible his first year doing it. It was, it was bad. Um, yeah, Ralph Shaheen does not do a great job on the play by play. No, um, he does not for sure. Um, We're doing it again. Yeah, but the media. So the media. The media is is the thing that kind of shifted the focus of this podcast, right? Um, And we want to be. I don't know. I mean, how would you how would you phrase it? Like, we want to be a a beacon for a revolution in the media around the sport. Yeah, I
0: think think what we want to do is we we want to uh, affirm you guys because I know we've thrown this out there and all of you and not all of you, but many of you have come back and said, yeah, the media in this sucks and it really needs to change. And if they really want to make this a better sport, then they need to do something better. And yeah, I think a, a beacon of change is probably at this point, something um, that I would consider us. Yeah. A beacon of change in the, the media relations as far as motocross and supercross Exactly, goes.
1: And you know, we have a long way to go before we get to that point, obviously. But if that's, you know, if we're putting it out there as the goal now, you know, I think it'll become clear as we move forward why we're making some of the decisions we make, why we're talking about some of the things that we're, we're talking about. Um, you say, I thought you guys were just a couple of dudes talking about the sport. Why the hell are you talking about this? I and mean, it's like, well, this needs to be talked about. Right. Um, This needs to be brought to light, not just for the writers in the sport, but for the fans. To have an outlet and a way to consume that, um, I would absolutely love to to build to a point where we are that for the fans. Yeah,
0: yep, yeah. yeah. I think we, and I'm sure we'll get more into this as we go because um, there are some there are some uh, some lofty, pie in the sky goals that Steve and I have thrown out there that um, we would like to. Th- We would like to contribute to this sport because we think we have something to offer that is uh, flat out not being offered to the fans. Yeah,
1: so that exactly. I was going to (coughs) say it's it's filling a void. You know, there is a, a massive void in the way the media is handled in this sport. And, you know, there's an opportunity for not even just us, a lot of other people to fill that void. Right. Uh, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of that going on, so we're we're gonna try to step up and and kind of fill that void. Yep. Um. So yeah, I think that kind of you know re- resets us and our mindset. <clears throat> you know, we're gonna come into this you know armed and prepared with <coughs> as much knowledge as possible each week. Um, obviously something we were already doing, but are going to continue to do watching every race and doing a review, a breakdown analysis of the race. And that's just something that is definitely missing. Yeah. Right. Um, especially like at the very basic level, what do you get every week in every other sport? You get a recap of the matches and the games and the, and the, you know, all that, um, you get some analysis. Why did it happen? You know, how did it happen? What went on here? What did they do wrong? And then you get some predictions and previews for the next week. It's it's all just – it creates a 24-hour cycle. It creates interest both before and after the event itself is taking place instead of just focusing on the event itself. Right um none of that is happening right now so we are absolutely going to try to fill that void and if we can get to a point where we are starting to grow absolutely do the other things they do <clears throat> interviews with the riders hey what did you feel how did it feel here all you know this this whoop section really was kind of kicking my ass and hurting my time so i knew that if i wanted to make the pass it had to be at this xyz whatever it is that's the kind of stuff we want to hear the interviews they have right now are just well you know it was a good race i want to thank my list of 18 million sponsors and that's it that's what you get for post race interviews and it's just it's it's not well done so right. i want to i want to help change that um and some of the ways we're going to do that so we have some we have some ideas for some things that are going to be coming up um yep. some things we're going to try we're going to see we're going to you know test the waters and 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 um see what works throw things against the wall see what sticks but before we get into that let's go ahead and take a quick break so with with all of our um you know kind of missions and and goals kind of out there um how are we going to get there what are some things that we want to do and that we're trying to do to make us better for other people you know we already talked about our personal improvement as we dive deeper into the sport and learn more and continue to grow um one of the first things i will mention is the um the website yeah um we're going to rework that uh we're going to I mean I'd almost start from scratch right like I think we just need to kind of I mean not necessarily but build build it again rebuild it restructure it make it even better uh, than it already is so that we can offer more on the website
0: yeah it's going to be it's going to be a broad redesign we'll call it that
1: broad I like that broad redesign <coughs> um, you know and that's going to allow us to do things like not just a podcast I would love to do articles and blogs Um, eventually we can probably get some contributors to, to contribute some, some articles so that, you know, you're not just having to listen to the podcast each week to get a recap. You can just read the recap article that myself or you or someone else writes, you know, on the Sunday after a race. Um, so definitely more, um, you know, recaps news, um, just kind of keeping a steady flow. Uh, you know, the, the, ESPN.com of motocross you know right um we know there are websites out there but we're trying to consolidate all of this stuff into one one place where you can consume all of it
0: right yeah and it, ideally we're gonna dive into stuff that's not just motocross and supercross you know there's we would like to get into the west series um maybe even some enduro cross um you know some just if it's on a dirt bike i'd like to have some I'd like to have some sort of uh, a relationship with it.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And you know what? There's there's even, and just to throw it out, I just thought of it, like, not even necessarily Dirt bikes, two wheels. Yeah. If it's on two wheels. I, I personally am a fan of, like, the MotoGP uh, kind of races too. So while that is definitely not the primary focus of this this kind of this media thing… Um, if we get to a point where we are sustaining that kind of news, why not? I mean, I'll create a department for the MotoGP stuff too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I I would love to cover that. I think those those <coughs> races are vastly interesting for vastly different reasons. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of expansion as far as the digital side of our of our uh, media goes. Yep. Um, another
0: idea we've had. Um, I should talk a little bit about the Jug Club. The Jug Club for those of you who love jugs as much as I do. <laughs> We all love we jugs. all love some jugs, so um, the jug club. I'm sure everybody here has probably heard of somebody offering a mug club, and um, I didn't want to do a mug club, plain and simple. I didn't think it was appropriate for this uh, for this segment of of uh, audience. So, um, I came up with an idea for a jug club. So um, these jugs. Um, We've had them priced. I'm not sure if we're actually going to do the Jug Club right up up front yet. However, these jugs are going to be for sale um, pretty soon. Um, I've I've got them priced. I've got them designed. And basically, they are a um, two-liter athletic water bottle. It's a huge water bottle. It's black. It's matte black. It'll have the white logo on it with um, like a an old school um, water bottle spigot at the top of it. So you can just dump it straight into Boom. your mouth. Nice. Um, so it's not a full gallon, so it's not huge to like heft around, but it's not so small that you're going to have to refill, refill it every you and, know 10 minutes. Yeah, again. you can take it to the track and and probably be good for water for the day. You know? Yeah,
1: and the idea is not just to sell these jugs, right? Like right. The, the idea is to create something for having these jugs.
0: Right. So the, the jug club, um, uh, I'm again, I'm not even sure that we're going to go with this, but I think the overall idea is to, um, Steve and I would like to start creating, um, more content for you guys. But in order for us to create more content, um, we're going to have to fund this in some way. And, uh, one of the ways that we're, that we're talking about funding this is with the Jug Club. So, um, the Jug Club would be uh, on a membership basis. Um, you would pay monthly in order to be part of Jug Club. So you'd buy the you'd buy the jug that would get you into the Jug Club. Um, you'd pay a membership um, to get access to the exclusive um, membership content. We're still gonna do this podcast as as we would. At any other time you just as part of the jug club you'd have access to more content
1: right some behind the scenes stuff maybe some you know yeah some extended uh discussions and and things like that for sure
0: or even special events you know if we're having like offline special events at like a bike store or something like that you guys can come and you know take part in the conversations that we're having about the the, the sport and in broad strokes yeah um so- but then um also would probably offer along with the jug club, it would probably be like a store wide discount on sure. everything that's for that members. We have. Yeah. Um,
1: <coughs> absolutely. It's and you know, again, a lot of that stuff is very conceptual still right now. You yep. know, the, the jugs are gonna be up fairly soon, right? We're gonna actually sell the jugs. Yep. Um
0: and then you guys can see me motorboating some <laughs> jugs. It's <laughs> my favorite pastime. Um <laughs>
1: So yeah, I mean, still in the works. There's nothing solid yet. We don't have a launch date for that or anything like that. Just just some conceptual stuff. Again, we're just trying to give you guys an idea of what we're thinking about moving forward. Um, we definitely want to start bringing some guests <clears throat> onto the show. Um, I'd love to get like the Dirt Break Channel guys and and you know eventually some some either some pros, some writers, some guys from their teams. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: little, even little... even some local some local people. You know, we've got we've got some uh, like we've got J Day not too far away. Um, so you know, having some guys from J-Day coming in and, you know, uh, we're planning on doing some, some guest work like that, um, you know, all up and down the sport, not necessarily just on the, the the pro side, but just having other people come in and bring their perspectives. Yeah.
1: I, well, I mean, that was right. That was the big lesson from this week, right, was the ability to get that other perspective yep. from somebody who maybe doesn't agree with us or just has a different background in the sport to offer a different kind of look well this is why i feel this way it's not just that i disagree with you you know right um so definitely um all sorts of guests from as 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 professional as we can get to as local as we can get you know whatever and i definitely like the idea of guests not probably not every week um i think we got into a good groove kind of here with what we do but you know every every couple of weeks or whatever you know, have somebody on i think would be would be great
0: yeah so if you're if you're out there and you're you think that you might be a good fit for uh, coming on, just uh, send us a message and on Facebook or Instagram, and um, we can start working towards uh, bringing some guests on. If we start getting a little bit of a list going Um, Facebook live. So if you've been there, if you've been here
1: since the beginning, the first few weeks we did this podcast, we actually used to go on Instagram live while we were recording the podcast. Um, what we found that inst- is that Instagram just wasn't the platform for us to be doing that. Right. Um, so we kind of nixed that, and we've been just kind of recording, just putting the recordings out there. But now that the Facebook has been growing and getting really a lot of great interaction and a- and activity, um, the thought is maybe bringing that back. Um, the idea of going live as we record this podcast, but doing it on Facebook Live. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that it gives us a, a big opportunity for um, you know promoting the podcast to new people, but not only that, more importantly, is bringing you guys into the conversation when we're having it. Um, you know, we've got that chat that chat box available to us on um, Facebook Live, so. Um, I've got my computer in front of me. Um, Steve will have his computer in front of him. So, you know, we can field questions from you guys live on the podcast and, um, you know, we'll open it up probably towards the end of the podcast. We'll open it up to like audience interactions or something like that. Yeah.
1: And, you know, even just structure it more like a, a show as opposed to a podcast. And then also happen to have a podcast built into the show, you know, like, um, I I love that idea. I love the idea of having the conversation guided um, and kind of um, focused on interaction in certain points. For more, you know, we say something stupid instead of having to come back the next week and being like, yo, this was stupid. Or, you know, dealing with the the text feedback throughout. I I love the idea. I would love for someone like Cody – to come on our Facebook live and be like, yo, you just said this and I completely disagree and you're you're dumb for this reason. And right. now live I can recommend like, wow, Cody, great point, dude. I'm pretty dumb, you know? Or, <laughs> nah, dude, I disagree and here's why. And that creates such a great conversation and interaction. Um, so I would love to do the Facebook live stuff again. And that's probably closer than some of the other stuff we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think in order Well, let's get well. We'll get through this list and then, you know. Yeah, well,
1: get- I, well I don't think he orders net as, no, as necessary, necessary, but it just, it just for, you know, of all the things you're talking about, Facebook Live is one that would be the easiest to kind of implement right. moving forward. I think the biggest thing is I guess I wouldn't be able to wear my sweatpants and sweatshirt pajama basically well, kind of not? thing when I'm recording What's this. So, so, Oh man, I got to look good on camera. I'm, I'm, I'm cam- naked right <laughs> now. <laughs> it's, it's too cold in here to be naked, man. <laughs> I got my hood up, my, my, my beanie on and. This, um,
0: this Heat's taking a little while to kick in, right? right? Well, no, it is, you, it is warmed up a little bit in here. If you walk out of
1: the room, it's freezing. I when I went oh, to, go really? to the bathroom earlier, it was bad. So, um, no, I, <laughs> I guess I could still wear my PJs. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, you're good. Um, you're so, good. Uh, but no, that's something you know we can set up a camera here. We'll get get some nice visuals going and and make that that kind of work. Um, so, just two more quick things on the on the list of stuff, uh, giveaways. I think that's just kind of, I mean, that giveaways kind of speak for themselves. Right. Right. Um, we're going to offer <coughs> something that you could potentially win. And we're going to tell you how you can enter that contest. And yeah. if you win, you get that thing. And I guess that's pretty that's much pretty, how that pretty works. much how it
0: goes. Um, all of these giveaways, they're definitely, you know, we've tossed around ideas on what we want to do for giveaways. Ultimately, what we'd love to get to as far as giveaways is giving away bikes. And uh, shout out again to Kyle Brotherson. Um, he has created a monster of a goal in my head, and I just—I would love to give away motorcycles. I would only ever give
1: away motorcycles if I first had my own. Fair point. That's right. what I'm saying so is give, getting like, so the first, like really new. We go. Spon- getting sponsored by yeah. like new, freaking like huge. Uh, you know brand 2020 or 2021 Husqvarna because yeah, I just personally like that brand you know that's and then I would consider giving away the 2020 Husqvarna to other gotcha. people but not before I no I'm just kidding that's selfish I don't so the first
0: <laughs> giveaway goes to Steve
1: everybody <laughs> oh guys look I won the giveaway wow
0: <laughs> no but seriously in in the meantime the the, the giveaways are going to be smaller than that um they're all going to be relevant to you guys um we're not just going to be giving away you know power to the ground merch it's going to be stuff that's relevant to you guys that you guys need that you guys use or i love that, the drone idea the drone gopros um you know maybe even parts give away some suspension <laughs> you know all, all kinds of stuff so cool gear cool helmets yeah you know
1: a- a- any kind of stuff that you know that uh you know, riders like, I, I love the GoPro and drone idea because I just, the thought for me, the thought of having a, one of those kind of drones just following me around as I go through the trails. is just so cool. Yep. Um, I agree. You get drones some great shots are that way. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but that's, you know, again, that's kind of down the road a little bit as we kind of build this thing and work and work through how we're going to do it. But giveaways are on the list of things to do. So the more you guys interact with us, the more likely it is that we can create this giveaway thing and you can get a chance to win some cool stuff. Yep. Um, last on the list, this was going to be done a little bit sooner. Um, things have been crazy and focuses have shifted and things yeah. like that, but I, it is absolutely a hundred percent still on the docket. Um, so for, for a little bit of personal perspective for, for people, I have, um, um, always been into, I, I mean, one, I'm a big gamer. We've talked about that. Yep. Um, I, I, would love I love playing video games. I love just the immersion and the escapism that you kind of get from video games. Um, I also am a big tech guy and I like programming and, um, you know, things like that. So that's, you can put those two things together and I've tried to you know, I've made some games, um, created my own games a little bit. Um, nothing that you guys are going to want to play. I promise. Um, it was all just, you know, fun and experimental, but the idea is we've talked about one of the ways for this sport to grow. We've mentioned it in a few podcasts is having a video game that uh, does what we think they should do as far as the sport goes and not what's being done with the games that are out there now, which is are not very immersive. You know, right. they're, they're trying too much for certain realism and physics, and they miss the boat. You know, they miss the boat in some of these cases, and their career modes are just terrible. Um and kind of had the thought, why not just do it ourselves? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, obviously, those games have massive production teams, right? right? So we're not we're not telling you that we're going to create a motocross game that is going to graphically and physics physics based compete with those games. That's that's not really going to be the goal. Um, but we do want to create a power to the ground motocross video game. Yep. Um, there might be several iterations. The first iteration, I think, we kind of decided was going to be this a little bit more of a top-down, old-school, pixelated kind of uh, perspective that creates a more arcadey, fun racing environment. But we that will allow us to get really deep into um, the immersive the parts. immersive parts of the career mode and sponsors and. Um, Aftermarket parts and customizations on your bikes and training, you know the idea of like you hit the track it throughout the week for like a training session and you earn so many points to put into certain attributes like speed and balance and acceleration and all this other stuff and the parts can affect that and all this other really really cool stuff that just isn't <coughs> being done very well in video games. We can focus kind of on that and then when you get out onto the track in the game, it's really just fun and just. Light and our, you know, Mario Karty is I think is kind of how we described it, as far as its field goes. We're not looking for, you know, I don't have a team of people to create these physics engines, right? Um, and I think that's okay. I think you know, starting there, this old school gameplay, of yeah, fun gameplay, and then just building the menus in the um the immersive career mode around that, I think could be could be a lot of fun. So that's kind of the idea, you know. And games take a while to make, but I'm hoping to have a prototype done. Sometime before the spring, um, when my schedule changes a little bit in the spring. So, um, having a, a playable prototype for you guys on the website before the spring is kind of my goal. Um, I'll have iterations before that that we're kind of testing. You know, maybe we'll give you some screenshots and yeah. some videos and clips of what's going on, but teasers. Um, definitely the goal because I think even if this first iteration isn't like the end all be all of video games, it's it can serve as a proof of concept. Maybe at that point we can secure funding for a larger team of developers, right. or you know, licensing for a larger developer or publisher to just buy the rights to the game and actually make it the way we want. You know, um, there's a number of avenues that we can kind of go down with there. But we both feel very, very strongly about the potential that video games have for a sport. So why not create the proof of concept ourselves? Is kind of the idea here. Exactly.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, you start small and work your way up. That's really that's really the idea as far as the video game goes. I think we have. A, I do think we have a great concept. We've, um, we've certainly get gotten certainly into the weeds on the details. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and you know, even if that first iteration for now is just all of our fans competing for a high score or a right. best, or a best lap time, you know, I think yeah. that'd be a, that that alone would be a lot of fun. And then we it. just we build on it from there. You right. know, so. Definitely going to try to put some of my other interests and talents to use for, you know, the further mint betterment of this podcast. <laughs>
0: further mint, further mint of nice. this
1: podcast and kind of what we're doing here. So, um, and that's that's kind of the big list, right? We have, these are things we've talked about, and we have a lot of stuff we want to do and we're going to be trying to doing. But I, I mean, looking at it just now, it's all feasible and it's all it's all doable.
0: Yeah, it's it's all. Within our grasp, we just got to keep moving forward. Um, we need you guys to, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing. I, we love the conversations that we, we are having with you guys on Facebook. Um, we really appreciate that you're enjoying the the podcast. I mean, we where this will be episode eighteen. 18, um, where we just last week. Last week, we went over 2,000 listens total um, for the the whole podcast. So, you know, we're cruising. Um, This Facebook, the Facebook account is is just exploding. We're getting tons of engagement on that. And, um, yeah, we're just having a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing this. And we're looking for as many ways as possible to get you guys involved in this conversation with us
1: and just to continue to grow and improve what right. we're
0: doing here, you know. Cuz that's that's really the the revelation that I had um somebody on Instagram when we were talking about um the um the privateers not being on a even footing with the factory rides last week and somebody on Instagram brought up um the production rule. Now, I'll be totally honest, my my perspective before that question was totally based on my uh, optics of the sport. I can see that there is an equipment disparity balance between the privateers and the fact and the factory rides. Now, that the 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 revelation that I had was, I, I only know so much about this, and a, any one person can only know so much about this sport because there's there's a lot of moving parts. You know, there's like you said, there's techniques, there's training, there's uh, mechanics, there's all kinds of different things to know Bike and learn setups, about like setups, aftermarket parts. Right. You know,
1: there's so many different ways to so, gain an
0: edge. So what I'm really really looking forward to is having conversations with you guys who quite frankly probably know more about a lot of this stuff than I do um and I'm looking forward to having those conversations so that you guys can kind of help guide me through this and and point me where I need to be pointed in order to do this as well as I possibly can.
1: Right. We didn't know about the production rule until that guy t- pointed yeah. it out to us. And, I, and by the way, it does not do what you think it's going to do. Right. It does not do what you think it does. No, it
0: does not do what you think it does. I, I looked it up. Um, I, I Really, what I think the production rule was made for was f- um, for manufacturers to sell more bikes because the manufacturers use motocross and supercross as a commercial basically they use it for advertising for their for their products which is perfectly fine they're not the only they're certainly not the only corporate uh entities that use an athletic that use athletics to sell their merchandise yeah not at
1: all not even
0: close but um yeah, the the whole idea of the production rule is just so that the bikes that are on the racetrack look like the bikes that are on the showroom floor, so that people will be more apt to buy them.
1: Yeah, they make you think this this bike that's been worked on and has aftermarket parts, all of it, is the one you're getting when you buy the stock bike. It's exactly. a little disingenuous and dishonest, but I get it. All right. uh, you know, that's it's kind of the, the the way of the corporate world. Yeah. Um. So no, it, definitely. Um. You know, learning a lot. It's kind of been the theme here, you know, learning and growing and the growth is is the exciting part. So um, next week, are, are we doing – we're doing it from – from the race
0: next we're week we're doing it from the race next week
1: sweet so just set that up real quick yeah uh, before we wrap up what, what's going on next week
0: so next week we've got on the 16th and 17th if you guys are in the new england area i would totally totally recommend that you come out and find us we'll have a tent set up we're gonna have a banner on the tent um we're gonna have some some stuff to give out at the tent um it's not going to be anything crazy, but stop by, say hi, smack us in the face, tell us that we're stupid. You know, any all, any and all of those things. Um, if you're going to smack me in the face, just know um, I do have a pretty good right hook, so watch out for it. Um, so He
1: telegraphs it, though, so just, you know, watch out for the telegraph. Or do I? <laughs> um, no, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm
0: excited. It's going to be a little cold. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it's at the Wareham track. The Wareham track, yeah. It's uh, it's a Pilgrim Sands Trail Riders event. Um, it's uh, the 16th is motocross. They've they've reworked this track, and I saw some drone footage of the track, and it looks friggin amazing. So the the first day is gonna be all motocross, and then the second day is what they're calling woods across, which is half on the track, half out in the woods. Which I think is still going to be fun. Um, I think I'm going to be there for both days. Um, uh, but uh, probably we're probably only going to be there in an official capacity. An official power to the ground capacity on one of those days. Um, and... You you wanted to do the motocross day, right?
1: I think so. We might have to work out the details. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll I, let you know. I, you... I would like to do the motocross day, but I think Sunday works better. But either way, we'll 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 talk and we'll work it out. But what? Yeah, Jesse will be there very likely both days, yep. and I'm you know we're gonna be there. We'll do the podcasts from from the track from the track. You know, and we'll, we'll we'll it was a lot of fun last time we kind of last time we did that. So
0: yeah, gave us some ambiance with the bikes mm. riding by. Um, And this will be the the Wareham track is going to be a lot um, close quarters than the last time we did one at a race. So there's going to be a lot more ambient noise than there was (laughs) last time, uh, which I think will be I think it'll be fun for you guys. Absolutely. So that's what we got going on. That is that is today's podcast.
1: It was really just like I said, kind of a meta kind of. This is what we are. This is what we're doing. Kind of a thing. We I think we, I think it was necessary to kind of reset, you know, based on the last four months and how much we've changed and grown, and um, yeah. So next week we'll be live from a track with some bikes going around. Come see us if you're in the area, and uh, we'll continue moving forward from there. You know, we'll just we'll just keep plugging away
0: at it, doing it to it, man.
1: You got anything else, Jesse?
0: No, uh, I just hope, uh, hopefully this cold is gone by by next weekend, and um, yeah, I hope to see you guys out Yeah, you there. guys don't
1: know, when Jesse gets sick, he doesn't get sick for a day or two, like, you know, people. Um, Jesse gets sick for like nine or ten months
0: at a time. <laughs> it's like he gets sick <laughs> and it just stays forever. That is That is not true. I get sick. When I get sick, I get really sick for like one day and then I'll have like nasal condition. The residual yeah. effects
1: of it for forever. I definitely know you've
0: had a cough that didn't go away for like a month or two. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more a product of where I live than anything else, but
1: guys, thank you so much as always for listening. Um it's been, it's been a lot of fun so far, so let's let's definitely continue to grow and keep things moving forward and um we'll we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Yep. I'll see you next week. If you're out at the track, come see us. Peace. Peace.